What if I told you loving yourself could change your life? It can, and I know from experience. I'm Lo, and this is the Love Yourself Inside Out podcast. Everyone is worthy of self-love and guilty of letting others develop narratives about you. It's time to shut that down and own your narrative. Let's cut out the negativity and let yourself shine. It's never too late to love yourself inside out. listeners, it's Lo again. Oh my gosh, episode two. So we made it through episode one. I feel like it needs an eek. We did it. And also, like I mentioned in the first episode, I love like Leblon. So I feel like her quote from graduation day of like, we did it. It's like, I just had to get that out there. Sparks are still flying. I feel energy and excitement. So I hope you can feel that. And I hope you're so excited for this second episode. So I did give you homework last week. I asked you to figure out exactly what self-love means to you and also what it looks like when you're practicing it. And the reason why is because, like I mentioned before, everybody's view is different. No right or wrong, but you need to know what's right for you so you can build it and grow it. And we talked about that self-love could be things like reading a book for a few minutes, going on a walk, talking to a long-lost friend. I mean, whatever it is, there is no right or wrong. So I hope you really took that to heart and you figured out just a couple things, spent some minutes on it, because that will really help with today and what we're talking about and kind of setting that platform for being able to build yourself up a little more each time and really growing in your self-love because it does take commitment. There's no easy shortcut. You can't press that easy button and like, oh, hey, I love myself now. I'm good to go. As I shared last time, like there were times in my life where I had like a fake self-love where I thought I really loved myself, but it was really tied to other people telling me positive things all of a sudden. But it wasn't me genuinely loving myself because I really struggled still in time. So you've got to really know what's right for you. And sure, you can ask others, talk to them, but does it fit your lifestyle? Is it going to work for you? Because the most important person in a self-love journey is yourself. And so that's what we're working on. It's just figuring out ways to love ourselves a little more. You know, be that positive ray of sunshine for somebody and for yourself. You know, recently I was told at work, yes, I do have, you know, a corporate career. So this is kind of my passion project in life. But I was told that I was a light on the team. I'm going to repeat that. I was a light on the team. And why did I repeat that? Because I've never been told anything like that in my entire life before. Sure, I've been told I'm happy and personable. And, you know, I kind of sucked up to teachers. Not quite a teacher's, but I was probably like a step away from that. But I've never been called a light before. And it's like wow, an aha moment almost like the work I've really done to really change how I view myself is like showing to others, like I'm actually making a positive influence on other people's lives. And that is so important to me because I wish that I had had somebody like that that could like help, could have helped me back then. And maybe I wasn't open, you know, to listening and really understanding there probably were people who were like me today 
back then and maybe I just didn't see them. But I really wish somebody had been able to get through to me because maybe I wouldn't have been so harsh on myself. You know, we've got to get past this harshness. But I really want to talk about things, you know, when you're owning your self-love and who you are as a person, you've got to be confident in the decisions you're making in life. And you've got to go with what's right for you because everybody's going to have an opinion about what you're doing. You know, if you open it up to questions or comments, you'll get them. People will want to tell you their viewpoint. But I'm going to like urge you to think about this all the time in your daily life because this applies outside of just talking about how you can improve yourself. But when you're viewing the world or interacting with others, you've got to put on these glasses almost. And it's like you're taking somebody else's glasses and you're putting them on and then you're seeing things the way they would. So if somebody's asking me for advice, what I do is I think if I were them and knowing the circumstances I know about them, how would I respond? Not, I don't think about it this way. Oh, well, if it were me, I would do this. So easy to say if it were me. I would do this because we're thinking about ourselves all the time and we're like, well, of course I do it this way. This is, this is how I live life. But you're trying to help somebody else. So you've got to think about it through their point of view. So just keep that in mind. As you're interacting with people and learning more about yourself because it's just going to open you up to more opportunities and really figuring out like what you want to do in life because learning from others can help you grow and help you become more confident in your decisions. So when you're thinking about life, kind of do what I did last week, like go through this journey, like what's happened in your life in your past that's defined who you are today. How does it impact your decisions? How does it impact how you're going or what that next phase of your journey is? So I'm going to share a little bit about my life journey and some decisions I've made that kind of helped lead me to where I am today. So I have lived in multiple states, born in California, lived in Oregon, moved to Wisconsin, then California again, and now Texas. And the funny thing is, in high school, I actually said out loud, I want to live in Texas one day. I couldn't tell you why. Do not remember why I said that, but I had talked to my sister about it. And when my husband and I got the opportunity to move to Texas during the pandemic, she's like, oh, you've always wanted to live there. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're right. I have. (laughs) So it's kind of like these weird things happen in life, right? Where in the past you say something or you do something and it impacts this future decision that's made. And so it's like, of course we need to move to Texas. So here we are. But there's all these like signs and alignments. So when you're in tune with yourself, you're listening to that intuition, you're really, you know, 100% on board, things start to pop out. So Wisconsin was the first state that I could choose to live in. Like I made the decision. I was old enough at that point to, you know, I was an adult. I had graduated college. I could choose to move. My husband is from Wisconsin, so it made it easy to say, oh, yeah, let's go do that. But I am so glad I did. Never thought I'd be living in Wisconsin, but I found out 
that I had ancestors that lived there at some point. So that's weird. Did not know that at all. But I developed so many friends there and this community of people who truly accepted me. I kind of feel like it was this place that, I don't know, I could almost start being myself, right? I, I talked about the struggles I had and like in college it got bad for a while, but I feel like I moved to Wisconsin and this like weight was lifted. It was kind of like this fresh start. And one of my friends at the time had said, you know, hey, Weight Watchers is coming to our work. Should we attend the workshop? And I was like, huh. Okay, I gained weight. I was, you know, still in that early or the stages of this mindset where my self-worth was tied to the number on the scale. And I was like, maybe it's time for a change. You know, even though I was struggling a lot, like maybe I can do this. So I signed up for Weight Watchers and that was like a life changing moment. I didn't know it at the time. I did not realize what it was going to turn into. So it was like, sure, I'll do it. She's doing it. Maybe I can do this. But I remember telling myself, like, it's okay if you don't, like, try it out. See, it's only a six-week commitment at this work thing, like, short term. But if I had never done that, if I hadn't taken that chance on myself and made that decision, like, I don't even know where I'd be today. I definitely wouldn't be sitting here. I can guarantee that. Or maybe I would have come at it a much different way, but that place changed my life. So it's decisions like that where you're betting on yourself and you're investing in yourself that you've got to take those moves. But it's seeing the sign, realizing how it could impact you, and then taking advantage of it. So that's what Wisconsin represents to me. I got a whole new family. I really got to know my husband's family, which was so amazing. They are amazing people, and I'm super lucky. I know most people don't like their in-laws, and I feel bad saying it, but I love my in-laws. I love my sister-in-law, the whole family there, nephews, everybody. It was such a great time. So Wisconsin started to make me feel included again and make me feel more comfortable in my skin. I wasn't quite there, but I was taking the steps. So then we moved to California. And California is where, like, my roots were. I always felt like I got ripped away. Oh, I'm so dramatic. But, you know, my dad got transferred for work. Like I said, I had to repeat fourth grade twice. So once in California, then once in Oregon when we got there. But it's like California was my roots. I always felt like I had to go back at some point in my life and live there as an adult. Because I never got to drive on the streets of California. You know, when I was behind the wheel, I didn't get to go do things that I had always pictured, you know. I, I watched the shows with California in them, and I, I had the Hollywood dreams in my mind, too. Even though I had lived there, I was like, didn't get to experience any of that. So I was so sure I always had to make it back to California at some point. And so my husband and I decided, yeah, let's go. So we ended up staying with family when we first got there because, as you know, California is a very long state very similar to Texas with lots of drive time. But also there's just, it was so unfamiliar to me. Like I only knew California from, you know, up to the age of 10 eyes, meaning like I knew my neighborhood and I knew where we went, but I had no idea truly what was really out there or where anything was. So we stayed with family for the first three months 
And we had to figure out, you know, where are we going to live? Where are our jobs going to be? You know, we were uprooting our life to go somewhere that neither of us had really, truly been before in terms of like understanding and living. So I saw this apartment ad on like, I think it was Craigslist, I want to say. It wasn't like a traditional apartment finding site, but I saw this ad and it was like, okay, this is in the price range. I think it's kind of in the area, like it was in Torrance. It was, it was close to like where my grandparents' house used to be, but I didn't know exactly where because like I said, I didn't know any of the major cross streets, you know, didn't know side streets. It all sounded familiar, but like could not picture it. So I call the place and I'm like, hey, I want to come check out the apartment. And he goes, well, there's interest. So whoever gets here first tomorrow morning, the apartment is theirs. I didn't even realize that happened in real life, but it does. So like, of course, I am up at like 4 a.m. I am on the road and I am parked outside this apartment place. Probably, I think it was like an hour and a half that I literally just sat there. And I was like, I'm going to be the first one at that door when it opens because sight unseen, like that the price was right. And we wanted a place we wanted to like expand. And the apartment we knew was kind of in between where both of us were working. So it was like, all right, I'm going to be there. So I got it. We got that apartment. Amazing. But it was funny because I didn't even realize until we actually moved there and lived there that this apartment was like in the epicenter of my life. And what do I mean by that? How can an apartment be that? Well, imagine the apartment being in the center and you have like rays, kind of like the sun coming out. So if you go up one ray, was the house that I was taken home to I guess, from the hospital. So the first house I ever lived in, which I didn't even know. I did not even remember that my parents had lived in Torrance at one point. So totally random, but literally up the street, there it was. If we go another direction down a different ray, there was the hospital I was born at. And these, I want to say, are like all within like a two-mile radius. So not even far. So if you go down another ray, you get to go to Redondo Beach, which is the beach I mentioned that my grandpa and I have like so many memories from. So like this beach is like, you know, my Zen spot, my magical place. And if you go down a different ray, the fourth one and the last one, my grandparents' house, which I have so many memories at, was there. And that one was like 1.5 miles because I could run to it. I mean, how does that happen? This apartment... Craig's list, you know, is there. I see it. It was the right price. It was like, oh, hey, it's kind of in an area I remember, but not entirely sure where it is. And then once I'm living there, it's like, oh my gosh, all these things. So I was in the right place, like for somebody who wanted to move back to their roots. I don't know that I could have tried to do that if I had meant to, like be in the middle of where all these things from the beginning of my life intersected. So it was pretty cool. And we spent some great years there. As I said, Wisconsin kind of built me up a little bit. Well, in California, I took that a little further. I was more comfortable with myself. I was starting to love myself a little more. And I was getting into this phase where, you know, I really wanted to challenge myself. And back in high school, I had told myself that I wanted to get a 
graduate degree by the time I was 30. Or no, I'm sorry, 40. And then I wanted to get my doctorate by the time I was 50. Well, I can already tell you I've given up on the doctorate dream. I did go back to grad school and graduated before I was 40. But I mean, it's tough getting back into school when you have a huge gap from undergrad to graduate. I am not going back for a doctorate and I am totally okay with that. But I went into grad school and it gave me this whole other perspective on life. And I met some people that were just doing amazing things. It was just such a cool experience learning from people. I mean, there were people from all around the world in those classes. And so, you know, people were only there for school. Some were leaving again, but it was really neat to understand like their life experiences and what they were going through. And hearing them and getting inspired by what they do was changing my mindset more. I was surrounding myself by these positive people who saw me for who I was and valued my contribution to our class and our discussions and our projects and then gave me that same back. Like they really invested in me by teaching me things they knew and what they believed and understood. So it was just a really cool experience. And that pushed me to want to keep going. And so I attended this workshop in Florida. I remember telling my husband, hey, I know I we still have like all these student loan payments, which yes, I'm still paying for to this day. I know we have those and I know we just spent a ton on me, but I really need to go to Miami, Florida in like a month from now to attend this Create and Cultivate workshop. I was like, hmm, am I I'm being a little greedy here? We just spent all this money for me to go to school. And here I am like, yeah, now I just need to fly to Miami. Like, no big deal. But being the supportive husband he is, he totally said, you know, you need to go for it. I can tell, like, you're discovering things. You're doing things. He, like, knew that something good was going to come from it. He believed in me because I believed in me. So, like, the mind shift had started. I started believing in myself more. And I want to tell you, I was not the skinniest I've ever been, not the biggest I've ever been, but the number on the scale wasn't phasing me. It wasn't impacting my decisions anymore. You know, it was so crippling at some points. And here I am like, I'm going to go to Miami by myself and put myself out there to go network and learn about, you know, how to have these side hustles, how to like invest in myself and grow and build these businesses. Because yeah, I did try another project before Love Yourself Inside Out. It was called Breaking Glass Girl, and it was all about breaking glass ceilings and the corporate lifestyle, but it didn't totally jive with me. Like Self-love is really where my feelings and my passion and my story is at, but it's like if I hadn't gone to grad school, Breaking Glass Girl wouldn't have started, Cultivate wouldn't have happened, and you know all those things that I did taught me to be better. They taught me to think about myself differently and they gave me something to value or to learn how to, I guess, retrain my brain into how to value myself. Keep in mind, I, I started that Weight Watchers journey and I was still going through that. And during those weekly meetings, because I'm somebody who has to sit in the meeting room, like I can't do it online. It just doesn't work. I need to be there and I need to hear others' perspectives. It's like all these things were leading to me starting to 
relearn who I was and like allowing me to test waters, be brave. I don't know. And starting to love myself for who I was. I wasn't totally there yet, but I was like this work in progress that was going. Anyway, so jump on the plane, go to Miami. I'm there and I should say, I have to tell you this tidbit. I always have to challenge or or channel. I have to challenge myself to channel. This one friend of mine, um, she is somebody who can network like nobody's business. She is confident in any room she steps into. She demands attention in a way, in a very nice way. She's very wonderful. But it's like people are like drawn to her. She, She knows how to network and move around that room. That is not me. If I could, I would sit in my room all day and read like, I think I'm an introvert at heart. Like I really love, you know, some time to myself. I love brunching with friends, hanging with friends, but like my recharge happens when it's me and I can just be me. So I had to pull on what I call my Allison because that's my friend. And I had to like channel her energy that day because I was like, okay, this is a million percent out of your comfort zone. You are not a networker like this. You like having a security blanket, my husband, with me at these types of things because he also attracts a lot of energy and pulls people naturally. So it's like, I love being with him because people naturally gravitate towards him. But it's like, I had to do it for myself. I think that's part of why I chose going to this thing in Miami because I knew it was going to push me so far, I mean so far, outside of my comfort zone. And another example of how introverted, I'm sometimes that one on the airplane who like headphones on before I even step onto the airplane book up in my face and I'm like faced, I always get a window seat and I'm faced towards the window. I'm like the one who's sending off rays, do not approach me. I've changed that, but you know, that's, that's me at heart. I'm that person. So I'm standing there at the elevator on my floor at the hotel. It's the morning of the conference thing I was going to or the workshop. And there's somebody else who walks up. She's dressed similar to me, like, like, huh, maybe she's going to the same thing I am. I mean, we are in Miami for this, but I'm also like, it's Miami. There's a million reasons why somebody could be at the hotel. So we both kind of like, look at each other because we noticed the similarities in our dress and like what we had with us. And I think she said to me first, like, Oh, are you going to create and cultivate? And I was like, Oh uh, yes, I am. I am. And she's like, Oh great. Well, yeah, I've been to this before. And she started talking about her experience. And so we're chatting down the elevator, like I said, completely out of my comfort zone, but I had told myself I wasn't going to be me. I was going to, you know, channel this ultimate power. I was trying to have to where I could be this person who networked and went out there and was confident and strong and believed in herself or at least, you know, fake it till you make it as was my mantra that weekend. And it worked. I met an amazing person named Dr. Jessica Emery. She's going to be on this podcast too with me in the future. But it's like, she taught me so much about myself that day. So she hadn't called an Uber yet. It was crazy to get them. I had, so I'm like, hey, jump in mine. And it was like, she invited me to be with her the rest of the day and another friend she was meeting there. And I learned so much. Like she is one confident, 
woman who knows where she's going. She has dreams and goals. And it was like her energy was contagious. As the day went on, I started feeling like, hey, I'm with her. Like, I've got this. I know what I'm doing. I'm here to develop myself. I'm here to learn more about strategies for, you know, things outside of a corporate world. Because I'm, I'm a corporate girl. I, I love the corporate environment. But, like, I have this passion to do something outside of that. And it's like she helped change my life in such a good way. And her and I have stayed in touch. And it has been, like, five years now. And I am still taking classes from her and experiences that she does because, I don't know, there's just something so magnetic about her and how she approaches it that it's like, I could really learn a lot and I can be a better person because she has invested back in me. It's amazing how that happens. But grad school, create and cultivate has all led to this podcast. So why you're hearing me today is because of my time in California. So then we move on, move to Texas, get this opportunity. We jump at the chance. Everything works out. You know, we're here. It all happened. Got the new apartment sight unseen. And weirdly enough, I had a psychic reading with Mama Medium. So she was on TLC, not a very long time. But when the promo started for her show, I remember thinking, If she turns into anything like the Long Island medium in terms of popularity, I want to be on her waiting list early. And so like, as soon as I saw the promo, I signed up and I was like number a thousand or something or just over a thousand. And I was like, oh, hopefully one day. Well, it came. It was the October before we moved. And she told me that Texas was the right place. Like she was like, nope, this is the right place. And she's like, The number eight is speaking to me. Well, that was my grandma's birthday. And like, so my grandma had channeled through and she was describing this apartment, like down to the detail of being able to look out a window and see flags. And then also the number eight, 800, eight, all these things. And it's like the building across from us has an eight on it. Our address has an eight, like 800. And she was talking about the feeling, the lighting in the room, like the size of the wall. And it's amazing because it described the apartment we ended up being in. Like we can see the flags out our window. We can see the eight. We're on a road that has the word California. Like how does that even happen? It's like so many things tied together. And so it was just right. And another, it was a decision we made to move, but everything aligned. It worked out we made it, right? Like when you are choosing to do things to better your life, things fall into place because you are believing in yourself. You're loving yourself a little bit more and telling yourself you can do it. This is the right move. It's going to improve my life. So here we are in Texas and I'm sitting here talking to you through this podcast and it's like all these things that I have been doing throughout the years, I feel like have led me to this moment. I've been working on myself like crazy I mean, we're talking 16 years worth of work to get to the place where I am happy with who I am. I am good with everything right now. Sure, there are bad days. Absolutely. I'm not saying I smile 100% of the time, but most days, yes, I really do. And it's like 
I feel lighter. Like there's not as much stress. I kind of feel happier. You know, I smile more. Like I said, I was told I was a light. Never heard that before. Like people are seeing it and things come together, but it all has to do with believing and trusting in yourself and really building that. So one exercise that I did that I really think helps is creating a vision board. And if it doesn't sound like it's for you, just listen and then you can decide. But there's other ways to do visions without, you know, cutting out magazine pieces. But it was so fun. Like I said, I'm going to be competing my first pageant ever in 2023. So I was recently at another pageant watching because I'm doing like all this market research. I'm like, I'm years behind these spectacular women who are competing on the stage. And I don't want to look like an imposter when I step on the stage, right? Like that was my goal. That's why I've been prepping for this for so long. It's been like, I think it will be like a two, two and a half year journey by the time I actually get to the stage because I want to make sure that I match the caliber of everyone else that's going to be there. Like I want to be with them and people to be like, oh, wouldn't have known it was your first time. So I'm really pushing myself in that. But it's like, so I went to this pageant to watch um, somebody else that my coach coaches. It was really cool to see her compete. But I got to hang out with my coach more and all this. On the day we were leaving, I was driving my coach back to an airport and um, she hands me this, the program from the pageant. And I was like, the minute she handed it to me, I was like, I need to create a vision board. Honestly, I've never created one before. I've had visions. I can see things. I can feel them. I like, oh, I'll wear this outfit at this event, or I know I'm doing this, or this is in my future, but I've never like documented it before. So the reason why I'm really like talking about doing a vision board and documenting is because it is a pivotal part to really pushing yourself to that next level of learning to love yourself more and really truly defining what it is that you want in life because life can get overwhelming and you have so many good ideas or you don't know where to start, but it's like if you just get them down, whether it's cutting out pictures and gluing them to the board and having this beautiful visual representation or if it's writing a list, maybe that's more your style. Maybe you like to handwrite. Maybe you want to type. Maybe you need to do a voice recording in your phone. Or maybe you just send a text to somebody and say, hey, hold me accountable to these. But whatever it is, you've got to like dig in there and like figure it out. What What is in your future or, or what do you think you might want in your future? If you want to check out my vision board, head over to my Instagram at Mrs. Lauren Elizabeth Jones. It's there. I've put it up for everyone. It is also the background on my phone, but it, it, it's, I've got a, I took a picture of it too, right? So I could put it on social and have it on my phone, but I also got the picture printed so I could hang it at my desk at work. Like it is everywhere I am. I see it all the time. Like there's no time I don't see it now. And it's comforting. Like it reminds me, like I've got all these goals. I've got these dreams. I'm a, a person who's like working hard to challenge herself and move in all these directions. And there's something just so awesome about that because it's, a reminder that I am so much more than just a body. I am so much more than a number on a scale. I am much more than anything anyone's ever told me about me, right? Whether it was positive or negative, like I realize like I like who I am. The vision board to me is like this representation of things I want, but also things I'm capable of. 
And it's like, it's a feeling that I didn't really realize you could have because like I said, I've never put anything down before. I've always known it was there, but I've never really put it down. And I have to say, I did a few, I put down a few things. I didn't really know what they meant at the time I did it, but for some reason I was really compelled. I wasn't sure at the time, honestly, when I was doing it, if I was like, oh, I just need a space filler because, you know, like this is too much white space. But it's like over the weeks since I've done this and the time since I've done this, the meanings have revealed themselves. So I was in the right headspace in the day that I did that. And I put down things that while I may have not like consciously known what the meaning was, something inside me, that intuition that's in there really guided me to like step up to the plate and do things. For instance, I put 888, which is an angel number, which I didn't even realize at the time was, and I put it by money. And 888 means success and financial good luck. It's like, there's my sign. I want to be successful. I really want to, you know, go out there and make a positive mark in this world and help people get over this negative self-talk, get over these doubts that they have. And there I was putting it right there. Also, if you've heard, I'm going by low, even though like my Instagram is Lauren. Yes, my name is Lauren. But like low is a name I was called back in college. And it means her royal highness, which is one of the meanings. There are multiple meanings for the name low. But it's like I put her royal highness on my vision board without knowing at the time that I was going to go by the name low for this or that I was really channeling that name low. But one of the things is like, yeah, that empress, the inside, and I don't know. So the name felt right for the podcast, but it came from that meaning that I put on my vision board before I even knew it. So there's just weird things that happen with that. Like when you're in the space to where you're really picturing who you want to be or grow into or all of that, and you're putting it down, like things align and show up and it helps you like get to them. It's exciting when something new, a new realization like shows itself. So like I said, you really should do something where you're, you know, figuring out what it means for you for that next step. Like what is the future you look like? What is the something, even if it's one thing, what is one thing you want to focus on to help yourself grow? And by putting the stuff down and thinking about it, you're getting out of that headspace of the negative, right? Because negative things, they're in there. They're in the back of your mind. You hear them, you interpret them, you like save them. They're locked in there. Like, just like I can remember people from like third grade making comments, those adults, like I didn't lose it. It's not like I could erase it, but I can replace it with something positive. So knowing who you are and where you want to go helps you set goals. It helps you feel positive about what's coming, even if it's not all the time. I mean, self-love takes work. It's not an easy thing, but it helps you start growing and it gives you something to stare at, like that list. If you're making the list or you're listening to your list, if you're voice recording it or you're seeing that vision board that you've created, it really turns into like this daily affirmation. And, you know, daily affirmations can be like little mantras you say. Maybe it's a sticky note you put up on your mirror that says, hey, you have a nice smile. Hey, your eyes look good. Whatever it is, hey, you love yourself. Whatever that thing is you want to remember, putting down this visual representation 
helps you. Like every day you can see it and it's there and it keeps reminding you. Like the mindset that you step into that first time when you wake up, it's like, whoa, look at me. I am a powerful force to be reckoned with. Look at all those things I have that I want to accomplish and become. And spending the me time alone, figuring that out on your own, that journey to go through figuring out what that is, that is all part of self-love. Me time is self-love. Giving yourself the space to grow, to believe, to dream, and to achieve is pivotal in your self-love journey. So that's all I have for now. Next time, we're going to be talking about getting your narrative right. So really understanding what it is you think about yourself. Really suggest you do a little bit of homework thinking about the vision board or what it is you want, because it will definitely help when you're trying to write your own narrative. Thank you for tuning in. This is Lo. Check you next time. That was your weekly dose of self-love with me, Lo. Want more? Tune in next week and connect with me on Instagram at Mrs. Lauren Elizabeth Jones. Send me a DM. Let me know what you want to hear, what you think, and we'll talk about it all. Join me on the next Love Yourself Inside Out podcast.